Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Then he got up on the top with the tip of his hat. I call this game fun in a box, said the cat. In this box, there are two things I will show you. This is like two things, said the cat with the value. Are you wrapping the cat in the fucking hat? So do something, fast said the fish. Do you hear? I said your mother, your mother is near. So as fast as you can, think of something to do. You will have to get rid of one thing and this thing too. So as fast as I could, I went after my net and I said with my net, I can get them to bet. I bet with my net, I can go things yet, yet. Yes. That's what you did. That's exactly what you fucking did. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. These antics keep rising up and crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy with the flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. Or less. Preferably less. You know what it is. It's this show. That brings you the pop perspective. And bring this culture into context. To make the mainstream make, make sense. some sense. So we can make some dollars. Holla. Woohoo! Clank it up. Hey! Rolling on. Into this week's episode. I got my rap. And we got some shit for that as, as always, as always, we gonna keep it packed, keep it moving, keep it grooving. Speaking of grooving, mental health check, how you doing, Zig? I'm kind of stuck in a rhythm, trying to Zen think out. of these lines. Stuck in a rhythm, give me some time. Collect our thoughts. You know? It's one of those days, Sunday recording is, we have something to say. Mm. No, no, we're not going to do that. What we are going to do is talk about COVID. God, I know. Has anybody been curious how the Delta variant works? I said I can... All right, I give up. I know we're all tired of hearing about COVID, but some people aren't tired of spreading it. So yeah, here we are. We got to talk about some of it. Um, That's gonna be something I can talk about. It's been stressful living in my house. I well, I sent you that article from BuzzFeed News about the you know different witness accounts of people whose friendships have ended over this whole vaccine controversy. Families and, falling apart because of it. And if you thought you know Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton broke people apart, <laughs> wait till you see what COVID is gonna do. And QAnon. That's uh, something we might just want to talk about later. We've been basically doing like circles around the topic, even though it'll be like the ninth feature on QAnon you probably would have heard at this point. Speaking of circles, we're gonna circle back around to that Dipset versus the Locks battle that happened just recently. Turtle take! <laughs> Look at that turtle go, bro. 
to you, Zig. You know, finally got hit to that shit, so we gonna. Oh my lord! What? Throw in the flag! Throw in the flag! I'm sorry, Dipset, you dipped on. You're stuck on the mat. It was like Nate Robinson, Jake Paul. I saw a tweet the other day that said Dipset just don't dip. It just don't hit the same no more, yo. It's and like you said, the locks make music to get bullied by. Yo, yeah, it's bully music, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was, that's exactly what they did to the entire fucking time. Jada Kiss was like, let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> they just bullied Representing them. perfectly with a Tim's hat. They just bullied them niggas, yo. So what uh, do you think about, how do you feel about Melo showing up with that Yankees-Mets hybrid? No, oh my God, look, I can't. Jesus Zamero already talked about that shit, right? So I'm not even, that's... It's, uh, just come on, dude. You played for New York for like seven years. It's egregious, like, yo. You should already know the culture. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, yo, I can't believe they had Bruce Buffer there. That was wild. Introducing... From Yonkers, New York! I knew this shit was over. The second them diplomat niggas was claiming territory, right? Like, this is this is our home. This is our home. Yeah. Jada Kiss just cut uh, Miami. You live in Miami. Miami, Kim. You live in Miami. Drop that shit, Tech. Or <laughs> Dipset waited until, like, a third song to bring out Cameron. It, no, it was like, uh, I don't know. I want to say it was like 15 minutes in. Like, first song, Jada's just murdering. Yo, the, the whole time, I said the energy was just different, right? It was like them diplomat niggas was doing karaoke, and them, them locks niggas really came to, like, set the fucking crowd on fire, yo. It was You insane. said it was, it, like, Jada was, and Styles were like the Batman and Robin. Yo. Have you seen Invincible? The show on Amazon? No, I still haven't seen Invincible. All right, yet. so don't, there's... Don't crucify me, y'all. I still ain't seen it yet. Quote-unquote brothers, but they're clones. And they're just, like, big, smart dudes that are just, like, bullying, like, everything. And I'm like, nah, Styles and Jada are like that. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Sheik Luch out there was taking no disrespect. But this nigga fucking Styles P say, I ain't gonna let a nigga in leather pants beat me. <laughs> Yo, this shit was just, yo, it was as disrespectful as this motherfucking Freedom Phone. Son, I know, look, I showed you the Freedom Phone. If y'all haven't... You showed me this phone, and I've told you how much I hate my phone, right? Right. Like, right. ad nauseum. Yeah. Freedom Phone is like this phone, upmarked $400, tech-wise. Yo, I... I know that was a wild transition, but I saw it written down, and I just wanted to talk about it before I forgot about it, because it's crazy to me, right? Because, like, that shit... So, if you haven't heard, the Freedom Phone, I I can't remember who the dude is that is uh, advertising it, but it's supposed to be a phone without all the major mainstream apps on it that, you know, track and keep location data, and, like, you know... By the way, you can just turn your... that shit off. <laughs> sell all your information and all that shit, right? Like, so this phone is supposed to come with its own app store as well that features all of the apps that were banned from all of these other mainstream app markets and things like that. <laughs> Parlor! Uh, except for, I wanted to bring this up. Don't forget about Get Her! Because... You know, even though this the Freedom Phone should be old news at this point, right? Like, I know some of you probably haven't heard about it because you don't spend waste all your fucking time on the internet 
looking at goofy ass stories like we do, right? Yeah. But <laughs> I recently found out a tad bit of information about this Freedom Phone thing that some of you might find extremely hilarious, right? Okay. For, this is beyond the video that we want. For no, no, no. This is okay. This from is from the video. video All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. This I know is exactly from the video going. that you and I watched, right? Like so. So this Freedom Phone. Which is supposed to be a phone that is entirely free of oversight. The right? one that's marketed to the people who are like, it's your your who buy those shirts we talked about last week. Those shirts that if you follow us on TikTok, hey, shout out to the TikTok drop the handle at the flood pod on all the socials. Yup, <laughs> yo. This phone is supposed to be for, you know, your prototypical libertarian GOP member, right? Like, you know, free of- Classic American fascist. Government oversight, you know, all that shit, you know, the no censorship, none of that, right? Um, with an app store called the Patriot Store, right? You heard me, right? The Patriot Store, right? Patriot. Well, your- I guarantee you, I'm, I'm gonna look that up while you talk to see if there is an app just called the Pastry app. Your Freedom Phone is manufactured in China, folks. What a twist. <laughs> your Freedom Phone, the Freedom Phone is nothing more than a markup of Ziggy's shitty phone he hates. Pre-manufactured cheap Chinese software. Thank you, capitalism. <laughs> oh, there's some tasty irony. Oh, I have a, uh, I have a uh, hill I'm gonna die on that's gonna transition after your point with this. That was my point. I just find it tastefully ironic. The level of scamming, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like, the commitment to the bag, right? I'm so committed to getting, and that's really all, so I guess that's kind of my point, right? <laughs> Is this whole Trumpism, GOP, Republican movement, like this new Republican movement, literally continues to show its face as a scam at every opportunity, son. Like, with all the fundraising, cause that's all like, Donald Trump is doing with all of these rallies and stuff is fundraising for the numerous court cases that he has coming up, right? Like, Rudy Giuliani is going broke as we speak, right? Like, all these niggas are doing is trying to cash in on the hype, right? It's a hype train. It's like a supreme drop, right? Like, you tag freedom on anything with the red, white, and blue, right? Yeah. And you can sell that shit in just about, I don't know, 25 to 45 percent of this country right right latest example phone made in china yup all they did was slap the word freedom on that bitch install an app called the patriot app in it maybe all they needed to do after that was just like pull a tab out on the phone and the bible comes out like one of those toys that just fold over each other like <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if it comes pre-installed with the bible and a constitution app on it. and you know what the thing is the bible would have advertisements yeah look at it 
Look at you know what's not gonna have advertisements? Hold on, I wanted to pick up on oh, something okay. like that. So okay. you, earlier you were like, "Ruining help check in. my perfect transitions again." Oh, I have a perfect transition to that. You ruined the endless it bounds of capitalism, right? So one of the things I have been watching is because I'm this deep into the series, and why not at least finish it because Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, I have been watching the tenth season of The Walking Dead. Okay. And okay, I'm gonna have. One of my takes, The Walking Dead is nothing more than a show about unregulated capitalism. Ooh. Okay. Explain yourself, Sir Starscream. So when you take away all classic social boundaries, all social structures, all system structures, right? and you have a common evil, right? Okay. So then you're just stuck with humanity versus non-humanity on right? a level playing field okay on so a level playing field so you're and of course you have these people come together to survive because when you're in a zombie apocalypse you're right. not gonna fucking do it alone right hate to break it to all of you like i have a thousand guns in the world so it's that all so the non-humanity factor being that ultimate equalizer that puts everybody on a level playing field right aside from religion class you know creed we're all in this fight together, right? Because nobody, none of us are a zombie, right? Yeah. Right. Now, none of these groups okay. are homogenous, so they're all going to find unique ways that they're actually going to survive. But what's everybody's first reaction when it comes to in a zombie apocalypse? Do you go to the Walmart? Do you go to the Rite Aid? Do you go to the hardware store? Everybody's talking about these short-term things. Okay. But eventually, those resources are going to run out. So you're going to need to expand. You probably, like, season two of The Walking Dead, they found a farm. Right. And then they, yeah, as somewhere the Walking they Dead continued. Yeah, as The Walking Dead continued to progress, you continued to then see society They found the rebuild. prison with right. the walls. Right. Where then at that point, they tried to make a self-sustaining community. Exactly. Yes. Until right. an invading force saw their self-sustaining community. Right. And was like, oh... These are more resources that we can use for our community. It was feudalism, right? Like, yes. So you started to see feudalism emerge itself in a new form through the ideals of a zombie apocalypse. Okay. Now, okay. multiple I'm different, with it. Drop most, that shit. Drop most that shit. different, a lot of the different, like, like the kingdom, right. Alexandria, you know, after Rick Grimes went Rick Grimes and was like, Coral! And told the governor to like, well, you know, right. they killed the invading force, the invading threat. Yeah. These separate communities with common interests and enough resources to be shared amongst them Okay. Actually, we're able to live harmoniously. Right. So now we're now we're introducing a trade aspect into it, right? Like almost not an international trade, but like a trade agreement of sorts. Now, right? like, Negan is an aggressively imperialistic mm -hmm. force because what is imperialism grounded in? Capitalism. Right. The expansion of territory to gain more resources. More capital. Yes. Right. So Negan okay. became an overly aggressive form of capitalism. So where you're saying, yeah, so you're saying Negan... Based, based around the fascist idea of following this cult of ideology. Okay, so 
Yeah, and he which is at that the point strong was stronger man, right? yeah. than yep. the three combined forces of Rick Grimes' crew. Rip Glenn with the baseball bat. So uh, yeah, what would you say? What would Glenn be then? What would, if if Negan is fascism and Glenn? Yeah, was a victim to the system. Okay. Do you have? Okay, I'm just wondering how because far Negan, how deep Negan your knew goes, right? If right? Negan just kills all of them, right? Okay. Then those resources are gone, right? Then what's the point in doing any of this? Okay, so where are your representations for, you know, communism or, like, socialism? Once right? those three system, those three communities, just, Oceanside, yeah. the Kingdom, and Alexandria started to harmoniously exist, they did, once again, try to self-sustain, just like... Oh, okay, so you're, saying, so you're saying that was communism, right? An attempt at it, yes, okay. without actually saying it. Like, okay. they don't use any of these terms. Okay. Exactly. No. No, but I'm asking you so where you what did Carl, what did Rick and everybody do when Negan attacked? They fought back. And eventually they did beat Negan. And they took a lot of the people from Negan's force into theirs and they took all of the what? resources from Negan's factory back into those three. Right. Further and gave expanding them to the people. Yes. Further expanding right. this right. socialist Community, right? <clears throat> Social communist. Now, yeah, okay. This is the next. Okay. The next major. Threat. All right, Walking Dead. <laughs> the next major. Uh, now, I mentioned earlier, each community that is developed in this pure anarchy of the zombie apocalypse are going to find unique, separate ways to survive. Right. Right. So that brings in the Whisperers. And the Whisperers are these people who learn to basically live amongst the dead. Like they would cover themselves in zombie blood. They would skin the zombies and wear the skin. And they would like, you know, just move in an animalistic herding kind of way, right? For those listening, I, I, okay. So I hate to interrupt your, cause I, I fuck with where you going, right? Like I fuck with what you put down, right? The next, oh, so I was gonna admit though um, that I've never seen an entire episode of The Walking Dead. That's fine, typical zombie apocalypse, and then I'm filling you in. Like, basically, it's these constantly think of the variable of, oh yeah, there's zombies everywhere. We need to try to survive because this there's is a zombie apocalypse. Right, right, right. No, I mean, it's not hard to follow along. It, it's a typical format is all I'm saying. So as each, as this three community keeps expanding and right. absorbing right. and those limited resources from each area that they are essentially conquering, even though they are just absorbing them. Okay. Those limited resources are going to run out. Right. Meaning you're going to have to expand your agriculture and things like that. So. so that brings us to the next threat, which are the Whisperers, which are the ones who walk among the dead, they cover themselves in blood, and they try to take a much more survivalistic, animalistic approach. And they're fucking disgusting, right? As they expanded outward to try to keep their community self-sustaining, they ran into the tor territory of the Whisperers. Okay. And the Whisperers, in this naturalistic idea, are protecting their territory. Okay. So anytime that any of the people from the uh, in, from the camps so went into them... that territory, they would get fucking murdered and beheaded by the Whisperers. And the Whisperers 
are trying to prevent them from coming into their territory. So that so is an animalistic fighting against of capitalism. Okay. But, I mean, they're still human, so they do debate. They're like, look, like the one But you leaders, just called them fucking disgusting, right? So I'm trying to look. I'm like, are they you- They wear dead zombie skins! So, that is not hygienic! I mean, all right, but so that's- but it's smart though, right? Because yeah, like, no, if absolutely. you're trying to blend in, that's like when you would wear animal skins back when you were hunting and shit like that to blend in with your- Which animal. goes back to the beginning point of each individual community would find ways to survive. Revert and adapt, right. But, okay, so, as we have seen, the so, capitalistic model- Right. The capitalistic model I'm trying to did get. bring itself back together okay. to fight against the naturalistic model. Right. And anytime somebody would go into the Whisperer's land, they get fucking murdered. Like, they get super murdered. Okay. There was one time they trespassed into their area, and the Whisperers were like, we'll forgive this one if we push our boundary to this further part. And Daryl says, and it goes, I think, pretty missed because it's really fast. But that's our best hunting grounds. So you're saying he was refusing to make the deal because he didn't want to give up the opportunity for more resource, or he didn't want to give up. He couldn't make he, the yeah. or he didn't want to make the deal because he couldn't afford to give up the resources. To give up the resources. Right. Each time they did get to a point of self-sustaining. There was something that came in and stopped their self-sustaining point. From a capitalistic, imperialistic nature. Or they got too big to where capitalism was getting fought against by natural forces. Okay. The so show is nothing more than the result of unregulated capitalism. Wow. Wow. Well, I have to say I um that is a lot more than I was expecting you really broke that down for us just now there was another line that made me think about it is Aaron said you know sometimes I really wonder if we're the good guys mm. Mm. in reference to what like, in, in reference to, like, how does that relate to what you were talking about? He was talking about seeing a way more shallow aspect than what right. I just took. Right. He was talking about in, like, how they were treating the Whisperers. Oh, okay. Kind of like how I was like, well, they're not really that disgusting. It's just they had to resort to disgusting tactics in order to adapt and survive, right? Like, well, I mean, they, like, like, they take all of their children and they let them get eaten by zombies because they make too much noise. So they are not a self-sustaining community either. There are negative aspects to every ideology, I think is the point of that, right? Like everybody finds their own way to adapt and survive in a crisis, right? Each one possesses its flaws. That's the whole point. Like, capitalism on its own is not self-sustaining. It will, it's like gray goo. It goes into imperialism inevitably. It will, well, the need for constant growth to sustain yourself suggests that you will inevitably envelop everything. 
right? Like you have to, it requires constant expansion or else it will, you know, it, it will dry up. And that is another thing that I wanted to mention and it shows the socialism for it to work requires some level of capitalism. Capitalism for it to work has proven that it requires a form of socialism. Right? Like, that's why we have a public military. All right, now, let's, why we on. have a public let's go, police department. Let's go it's back to this. It's why we have public firefighters and a public health system. That's fair. Right? Now, let's go back to this. Does my, does my idea float? Oh, I said that already. I mean, I low-key said that. I gave you credit. Yes, it does sound like, based on your argument, right? And I don't watch The Walking Dead enough to really provide a counter-argument. Um, maybe somebody in the lighthouse will check. Uh, hit us up on the Twitters and at the Instagram. The flood pod. At the flood pod. At Ziggy Starscream. At, at Signature Dio. Signature. Yours signature is, Doc. Oh, Signature Doc. It wasn't, yeah. One of yours has an underscore. I'm so glad I got one without an underscore. Signature underscore Doc on both Instagram and Twitter. But the whole point being is yes, I agree with you based on the argument that you presented, right? I would like to see from your argument more examples of, or more counter examples of what the other social, unless you're, what you're saying is, is this is a pure examination of unregulated and unfettered capitalism. What other scenario could you drop humanity at square one Well, than a zombie apocalypse? Cracked uh, did a breakdown a long time with Crack Magazine. Or but crack it's really hard. Like I can't think no, of I'm, any other just like, no, boom, me. everyone square zero. Yeah. Figure it out. Follow me. Um, on Crack, they did like a synopsis of the, I guess, metaphors behind um, zombie movies and vampire movies. And they said that when like Republicans are in control, vampire movies do really well because like to the right vampires are a representation of the left right like the foreign suave hypersexualized like invader coming Lower in the castle to corrupt and like you know uh, take advantage of oh don't do that does that mean the belmonts are fascists not necessarily, right? Because, like I said, it's the a representation of the yeah. left, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when the left is in power, zombie movies do really well, right? Because to the left, zombies are a representation of the right. Mindless horde. Mindless, yes. Mindless horde of the conformity, the just the spending and all of that stuff like that. Yeah, so you might be right. <laughs> Right is all I'm saying in the argument that you're putting up. But with all of that being said, let's talk about COVID. How about we take a break? say let's talk about some covid news but so there's arguably wanna, a new captain america i want to take time 
to shout out to who? The new Captain America, who? Kevin Durant. Team America. Fuck yeah! Bring so, it home the bring gold. Bring home the gold. Now, in, here's why Kevin Durant in may sport, have earned. Obviously, I guess anybody who knows would know we're talking basketball, right? But I feel like for the optics, for taking people out Taking gold there, in men's basketball. Shout out to the women's team also took gold. Hey, look at that. Look at that. America, bring it home the gold in the sport that we should be dominating. So, Kevin Durant <laughs> may be... Right. Captain America, in addition to Slim Reaper, Durantula, KB Trey, Easy Money Sniper. So this is another The hill. kid from PG. This is another hill, another island. No, this is another nickname that add, add to the Pantheon. But this one might be the best, because if you get the nickname Captain America, Right, along with Anthony Mackie up in this shit. He has Okay, okay, I hear what you three saying. Olympic gold medals. So that Damn. means he's been in three Damn. Olympics for twelve years. Right. He is the only US player ever to average twenty points per game in the Olympics. Shit. Put ever down. No, my man, no look, 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 LeBron, look, Kobe, MJ, everybody. Did y'all see Zig just now, he said, look he, look at it, look at it, man. Look at it, man. Ever. 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 That's crazy. Shout out to KD, just a kid from PG. Hey. Those videos are also hilarious. Yo, his IG lives. Yo, look. Hey, bro. What would you do? What would you do if you just brought home the gold for the third time, son? For the third time. Three peat, three peat. Can anybody say three peat? Honestly, this is a really, really difficult yeah. question for me to answer. Do you want to know why? Why? Because if you remember that story, I was one win away from being on the American team for Magic. Oh, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> so oh, this I could have been KD. I could have is... been KD in the spot. <laughs> this is a weird question for me because at the time. At the time. I didn't really feel the impact of it because the first and second place was both they both got seven hundred dollars. So I'm like, I can't really be mad about getting seven hundred dollars. But then like years removed, I'm like, shit, I could have been on a team with Brian Kibler and Luis Scott Vargas. Like I don't know who they are, but they it'd be like the equivalent it would be like the equivalent of being on a team with Jordan and LeBron, like damn, damn, son. And you saw KD in the back of the bus. Oh, uh, Brian! Hey, Brian! Hey, Brian! Hey, Brian! Come on, son. In one of the videos that you couldn't actually find, one of them he was like, "Boston Celtics in trouble," and then Jason Tatum in the background is Ooh. like, "Fuck you, mean." <laughs> The smoke. He, he even was like, throughout the, the time, he was like, Jason Tatum's the future. The because smoke. you know who was the second best performing player in the Olympics? Who? Jason motherfucking Tatum. Hey. Shout out to the guy. Boston! Celtic! Woo! Shout out to the East. Shout out to the Speaking East. of the Olympics, there is currently a petition to make Yu-Gi-Oh! an Olympic sport. <sighs> Look. Y'all know I spent my time on here defending nerd culture with my heart, right? 
Like, I defend that shit as much as I defend hip-hop, right? Because I'm really in it for the culture, right? Y'all are not about to make Yu-Gi-Oh! no motherfucking Olympic sport. Stop it. Stop it. Right here, right now, I'm gonna need y'all to... But it can... It's, Stop it's it. the only sport <laughs> that can be played on a truly international stage. I feel like Magic... Do you know what that stage is? The whole time. You know what that stage is? Hold on, no, 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 no. You know no. what stage that is? All right. What stage? The Shadow Realm. Shut the fuck up. Continue. So you gonna be extra mad because I was gonna say I feel like Magic the Gathering should be an Olympic sport before Yu-Gi-Oh! was. But Magic is now trash. But like if they're is- playing like like standard, like that's trash. By the <laughs> way, there was something. You hold that. How passionately I defend this game and how dismissively I'm just like, oh, standard's trash. Ooh, oh my god. So there was a, speaking of, there was a special level of irony. Like they're having a really big legacy tournament where the prize pool is like, yeah, you can win a prize pool of two thousand dollars. You know why that's really funny to me? Why? Is <laughs> Average legacy packs like twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> so I'm like. This is really fucking funny. That's just as funny as I saw a video just recently, and I can't remember who put the video out, right? But it was a, um, a compilation of how much money each athlete who wins, like, gold brings home in their country. And some of them were, like, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of thousands, or what you would assume would be millions of thousands. Not millions of thousands. You get my point, right? Millions of th- thousands of millions. Definitely. Uh, anyway, right? Not gonna pull the calculator out. America was like fucking pennies compared to everybody else, yo. Like, I'm not gonna quote you actual numbers because I know you motherfuckers will come back and be like, "That's not what they said." But <laughs> the whole entire point was. It was fucking, like, peanuts compared to what other Olympic athletes bring home, right? And, like, I guess, in retrospect, that's because American Olympians make thousands upon thousands of dollars in endorsements when they come home. So, I guess the prize for gold doesn't need to be as much. Yeah. But, when you think about athletes who don't compete in a I guess widely speculative sport like shout out to your water polo athletes basketball or in the Olympics I honestly only care about basketball see that's my point like for other athletes who may not get those feature endorsement deals because you know they're not in a highly publicized sport yeah it does kind of make a difference you know what I mean so it's kind of interesting. I don't know. Sort of like how um, Kanye West's Donda is still not finished. Um, he did live stream some of it the other night, apparently. I didn't listen or watch. Neither did I. Apparently, Kim was in the building, and there was a song about how she still loves him on there. I saw a Which... great tweet, and they were like, Kanye's album should be called Donda, because where the fuck is it? Yeah. Uh, uh, my whole point was... Apparently, he brought in Dr. Dre for some help. 
as well as Hit Boy. But I mean, you know, Dr. Dre flew out, and they well, I mean, you say help, up. and you're talking Kanye. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently he helped put together some beats for the shit, right? So, uh, I mean... Oh, oh, yeah. He has trained professionals for the other You stuff. know, there That's may it. be some... There may be some Dr. Dre features on the next uh, Kanye album. As well as, you know, beats, you know, recently featured Shikari Richardson. In and I, and my hot take her. that Kanye bought the Wu-Tang album to put samples from it on the album. Ooh, I guess we'll find out, right, if that shit ever drops. Well, we did find but out. But the thing is, is we're not even going to know if it's a Wu-Tang Clan sample album because that album has never been publicly displayed to anyone except for that, that one or two live streams that Mark Shkreli did. Good point, good point. So there's no way we'll ever find out. And the only way we'll know if... It's a sample from that new Wu-Tang album is if Wu-Tang sues Kanye for using the album. I guess we'll have to wait to find out. But you know what we did find out just recently? You know that's a good take. Dr. Dre's daughter is homeless. What? One of Dr. Dre's kids is homeless. Normally I don't like to gossip about this shit, but considering the fact that Dr. Dre is almost a fucking billionaire... Yep. I just wanted to ask you. I just wanted to... Alright, look. Okay. My no. first question is, Dr. Dre's... One of Dr. Dre's kids is homeless. Yes. What do you think my first question that I'm asking myself is? Take a guess. Does he claim her? No, my first question was how many baby moms does Dr. Dre have? Oh, I... Wow. Well, I don't know. Um, I think the answer is three. Don't count me. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. Like, this, if it's a contentious relationship with with the baby mama of that daughter... This particular daughter is not receiving any help currently because she has spoke about him publicly in the past, according to Dr. Dre's lawyer. Um, but she's like... God, I want to say she's like 38 and has like four kids and is currently living out of her car. Um, wow. Which is rented, by the way. She makes about like $1,000 a week, which is just enough to pay for the car, according to reports. Is <laughs> claiming that her father doesn't give her any support, which, like I said, according to the lawyer, is because she spoke about that nigga previously in the past. And all I'm saying is that <laughs> if you are almost a billionaire... <laughs> I don't know. I think he was officially a... Who was officially accounted as a billionaire? Uh, Rihanna and Jay-Z. I think also LeBron. LeBron? Yes, I think LeBron did just reach billionaire. Which means that he recently just doubled his net worth because we looked it up before when we were recording and we're not even two years old. That he was like $500 million. Which I don't know if you're keeping track is kind of weird considering COVID, right? (laughs) And nobody, I thought nobody was making money during COVID, right? How did LeBron James of all people double his net worth in COVID? During COVID, right? 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 That's weird. I'm not, look, all I'm saying is maybe, all right, maybe you do the research. Speaking of doubling your network during COVID, guess who got the bag just recently? Um, 
Guess who got the bag just recently? Maybe our buddy guy friend pals? <laughs> Your boys Matt Stone and Trey Parker over at South Park just signed a $900 million deal Wait, with Viacom CBS. How much? 900 mil over the next six years. For South Park. For South Park. We're talking six more seasons. Actually, it's and not even specifically for South Park. It's just for production of Trey and uh, Matt's. So, like I said, six more seasons and 14 streaming exclusive movies for Paramount Right? So... With that 900 mil, we were asking what Paramount Plus would be worth. What do we want to watch on Paramount Plus? I feel like South Park's also just been bouncing around all of the streaming services. Yo, according to HP Investment Partners LLC, uh, Matt and Trey's, um, I guess, I don't know if it's their investment company or if it's their production company, but um, Park County Company is worth $1 billion in revenue. One billion dollars. Them niggas, Matt and Trey, collectively own fifty percent of their internet-like streaming rights. So they were able to take their like their internet property, right? Because like that's what we're looking at right now, right? Yeah. And that's what um I think it was who was it? Uh, I think it was Trey Parker said that. Now that they're older and they see the capabilities and like what you can do with streaming and stuff like yeah. that, they're pretty interested in doing like more longer form episodes, especially after they What does saw... this mean with their contract with Comedy Central? Well, Paramount Plus is under the Comedy Central okay. umbrella. Yep, 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 right? yep. Or Comedy Central, excuse me, is under the Paramount Plus umbrella, right? Affects it in no way. Got it. With the reception of the two specials that they had to do recently because of COVID, bringing a disruption and to the their, election special. But yeah, but that was all because of COVID, right? Like normally they have a six to ten episode season, right? They that, can make an episode in a week. There's actually a documentary where it's like right. si it's called like Six Days of Madness or something like that. Yeah, but that's because each season is religiously six to ten episodes right so that's how they're able to keep such tight production schedules but covid disrupted that right which is why they ended up putting out those specials that they put out and because of the reception that the specials received they're looking at doing more longer form episodes hence 14 movies that we will see. I mean, on like Paramount a lot of those Plus. like multi-part episodes, I would have loved to just watch. Like, I wouldn't even want to call it a movie. I would just want to call it like a special event, South Park episode. So that's probably like the what, World of Warcraft episode was like three episodes. That's probably what we will see more of. And there are reports that they're looking at expanding upon the South Park universe and maybe even potentially introducing new characters. You forgot to mention that they're gonna have a wheat brand. They are thinking about taking some of that 900 mil and investing in a weed company. I mean, it is fair because Randy lives on a weed farm right now. As well as a new 3D game they're talking about doing, right? They are also allegedly rounding up 
deep fake artist to make a deep fake movie. Oh, uh, a deep fake team America. Yo, so if I forget what it's called, but they had a like web short series that was all about like that was using the deep fake te- technology, right? <laughs> they even took like I sw- they took Donald Trump's face and like implanted it on some weird like infomercial shit. It's it's wild. I'll have to look it up and show it to you. That could potentially be some interesting shit. I mean, 900 mil. That's that's fucking crazy for South Park, right? It's unbelievable, right. honestly. Like if you just think about it, like, hi, David. Hi, David. <laughs> Yo, Carp. Hi, oh, yeah. 900 mil. Oh, I'm great. Look. <laughs> I'm not mad, right? Like, I'm not mad. Neither am I. I mean, there's so many South Park moments that are just, like, constantly drilled in my mind. Yo, like it's... I said, or off what mic before. Anytime ghosts are mentioned, what do I think about? Pirate ghosts! Would you say that South Park is canon American culture at this point? Yes, I think South Park is up there with The Simpsons. So, like, even if you're, like... An immigrant American, you you South Park is something you know, like yeah, like the Fresh Prince, right? Like Fresh Prince is canon American culture at this point, right? It like, should be. I don't know if I would say that it is any right now, just because really, you I don't really know if think... younger generations are watching it. All right, all right, listeners, tweet at us. Let us know if you think the Fresh Prince is canon American culture. And the first four people to tweet at us get one of our new stickers. That's right, merch plug. Time for the merch plug. Hey, show them, show them. And flash drawn that. Flash stickers. that. Flash that. Flash that. I'm sorry for the audio listeners. This is for the visuals. But this, the visuals. this is a, a sticker we had designed. <laughs> they are great stickers. They're like vinyl and everything. Hand drawn. Hand drawn and, and designed. designed. By me, yours truly, Ziggy. The man Ziggy Starscream took his hard time. Hard time with this shit. Let us know. Yeah. If you want one, we'll work something out. Yep. We'll, we'll talk that talk. Holla at us. But like I said, the first four they people. They are. First four dope. people to let us know whether or not they think the Fresh Prince is canon American culture. We'll get a sticker for free. That's right, you heard it here. You heard it here first. Yup, 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 yup! I mean, where else was you gonna hear it? But I mean, you heard it here. <laughs> but I mean, like, we even reppin' ourselves, as you can see. On the laptop, look at it. You already know what it look like. You already know what it do. The boys is moving up. So, I as came we up. were, as we were, South Park has been streaming for 24. Years. 24 years now. What is your early... How old were you? Oh, God. No, here's one. Everybody has indelible South Park moments. What is the oldest indelible South Park moment that you can remember and how old were you when you first saw that? Okay. I'll tell you mine. So, I have... After yours. I have two. The first one 
is, oh God, and I don't remember how old I was. I wanna say I might have been like nine or 10. Shout out to my dad. Uh, <laughs> he took me and my brother to see the South Park movie when it came out. So I was born in 1990, you do the math. South Park movie was wild. Yeah. I don't remember what movie we were supposed to go see, but me and my brother convinced him to let us go see the South Park movie, and he took us to go see it. And my second memory of that is I got suspended from summer camp the, like, following week for calling a kid a pussy. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And my mom yelled at my dad because she blamed it on him taking us to go see South Park and we were no longer allowed to watch South Park after that because I got suspended from summer camp. <laughs> my first poke- my- there Pokemon there you go. My first South Park memory is the what? Chin Pokemon oh episode. Wow, real. And that episode came That's out in like crazy. 1998. That's crazy. Yeah. So, damn, see? So I might have been around like nine years old when the South Park movie. I was like came six out. or seven the first time. I was like, Chin Pokemon, because we found out about it because of Pokemon. That's crazy. So, what like was your initial reaction to the show when you first saw it? Oh, I'm just like, oh, ha 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 ha. This is funny. I didn't really get to watch it, but I was just like, oh, this is like the show that I shouldn't be watching. I didn't really actually watch South Park until I was in, like, middle school. And then, like, a lot of those episodes I remember are, like, the ninja episodes. Oh, wow. Like, when they throw the ninja star into Butter's face. The full anime episode? Yeah, no, that shit was wild. Um, so South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut came out in 1999. So I would have been nine. My dad took his nine-year-old son. Alright, so let's put put that into a little perspective. Shout out to my pops. Right, I am not trying to shame my father. In this, this is <laughs> this is a movie that is now 22 years old. Right, meaning that this franchise had enough capital power 22 years ago to justify a movie. Right, and they said that they haven't done a movie since then because they've been satisfied with what they've been able to do with the show. Right. But now that they've seen the ability of what they can do with like streaming platforms and stuff like that, they're willing to expand and explore new ideas. They said they don't want to use cinematic universe, right? Because they think that shit is played out. But for lack of a better term, right? It's a cinematic. Universe. Would you watch? Would you watch a South Park spinoff about Kenny? Done in the way of Samurai Jack, or that other show you told me where there's just like no dialogue. Oh, um, what is that show? Primal? Yes, yes, Primal. No. Um, a show about Kenny with no dialogue. I, that sounds like it could be good, right? But they do, they already do episodes that are Butters centered, and they are great, right? Butters is a fantastic character. The kind of trauma that they subject Butters to is so unfortunate. <laughs> I'm really glad that they just, they brought Kenny back and just got Tweak out of the main four. I I don't think Tweak was a bad character, but... Is Tweak still around or did they just kill him off? No, they didn't kill him off. He's still, he's gay now. Oh! 
Yeah, he's yeah. Tweak is gay. Tweak is gay now. Um, that's how long. You just had a look in your eye, like you just had a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, it's because of the TV in the background. The TV just took me But <laughs> hi, Ted the Fed. Rolling along. I have some title ships. jump into it all right so this one is this one's a culturally relevant one as we said earlier it was a beat down in the verses so what do you think if we took the locks and put them against the wu-tang clan still keep it new ooh, york v new ooh, york ooh since since Dipset fell out of the bracket. Oh, yeah. Ah, that shit. As we talked about earlier. Brutal. Oh, man. And we can't, we don't even have to have it be the entire Wu-Tang Clan because it is like, that would be like 3v8. But. But, I mean, for the fucking Yonkers bullies, though, right? Like, 3v8. I think that would be an absolutely sick versus battle. <laughs> you hear the way he said that? You hear the way he said that, like a true, like if the locks make music to get import. bullied by, and the Wu Tang Clan make music for samurai. Bar. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Bar. Loki Alfred Hitchcock reference. That battle, I look, look. Trailer, make it happen. Is all. I'm that one will be sick. I'll make it, make it happen. And you could just have RZA just. Be the one mixing the beats. We've already spoken it into existence. It's only a matter of time now before it comes. And then to they would start like a versus bracket. Because, as you know, this isn't just so. What we have here isn't just the title shift. This is a we called it moment. Yep, called it. Watch again. Wait, wait and watch. That's all I'm saying. You'll see. We tapped in like nobody else. That's why you should be. So that title shift, you're just like, yeah, yes, yes. Look, just, look. Yes. All I'm telling them is that they should already get hit. And is there any other group that look, you would want to see the locks go against? Because clearly, like, the locks are the ones right now where we're like, if we want to see a versus, we want to see the locks defend the crown. Look, because the way they came through was just so nasty. Son. Like, if that's the way they do versus now, I'm all in. That was a battle, though. So that wasn't a freestyle battle, right? Like that that was an MC battle. Yeah. Right? The way they presented that one. And and I, the dipset did not realize that until That's dipset what I said. Did not realize that's that what until I said. it was too late. That is exactly what I said, son. They came, dipset came and they were doing like karaoke, right? Yeah. And like the locks came and them niggas came to MC. Son, that uh, in the words of KRS One, like, <laughs> like, can you imagine like Jada just doing? Right. Like he's like, hey, look. New York, look, you live in Miami, and then Method Man walk up and be like, I fucking, I fucking. No. So next title shift. Next title shift. Greta Thunberg. Okay. And Barrett Wallace. Who is Barrett Wallace? Barrett from Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, okay. See, so you, you have threw the last name in there. Don't yeah. You right. have right. Greta Thunberg wait. as an eco terrorist. Wait, and you take out the only black guy. 
And then you have Barrett Wallace talking to the UN about climate change. With his fucking gun arm. Yes. I did not think of it to that level. I can tell. Next. (laughs) This one. This one. I came up with because of a quote that you told me from Wesley Snipes. Okay. Are you a rapper or a scientist? Oh, that shit he said to Nas. (laughs) So, Nas in the position of Fred Hampton. Leading that movement. And Fred Hampton as... Disregard Fred Hampton as Nas. A gangster rapper? Yeah. Why? I feel like... Like, that... You can put him as a gangster rapper if you want, but that wasn't my idea when I came up with this. Okay, well, I feel like... Essentially... It's the same exact thing. So feel me, right? I would say... All you're talking about is a Nas who is more politically focused than... Like then focused on the bag, you get what I'm saying? Because I feel like I would have. I feel like Nas is heavily Fred Hampton influenced. I feel like, like I would have heard if Nas was in Fred Hampton's position. I feel like I would have heard about him at least a little because of Nas's like extreme use of wordplay. But I also haven't heard any Fred Hampton speeches, but I was so I don't know yeah. how yeah. really if, like yeah. inspirational he is. See, then you, then you, like, because Fred Hampton was a great orator, yo, so the fact that you haven't heard any Fred Hampton speeches, like, this is a dude who, if you had seen Judas and the Black Messiah, then, I do need to watch that, then, then you would know that Fred Hampton was a nigga that walked around the room reciting Malcolm X speeches all fucking day long, right? Like, that's the kind of nigga that Fred Hampton was, right? So they both had a powerful commanding presence as soon as they walked in the room. And a voice, right? Like, and a commanding presence of speech, right? So what I'm saying to you is, is essentially, you just put Fred Hampton in the, like, late 80s. All right, so what would Fred Hampton be gangster rapper be? Fred Hampton in the do the right thing, fight the power era. Yeah, that smokes weed, right? Like, so, and potentially Do you think Fred Hampton would have bars? Yeah, I think Fred Hampton would have bars. <laughs> like I said, the, the nigga was a great, like, speaker, son. So, like... What kind of bars do you think you would have? Like, Nas bars or, like, Will Smith bars? Mm, definitely not Will Smith bars, yo. Don't do that. It would be somewhere in between Common and, and Nas, though. So definitely uh, like Talib quality? Yeah. 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 I yeah. think I think I can yeah, somewhere in between Talib Kwali and Killer Mike. Yeah. Alright. Cause it's Chicago, right? So like Somewhere in between Talib Kweli, Killer Mike, and that's why I said common, right? With the sprinkling of Lupe? Maybe. 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 Okay, next title shit. Alright, this is the last one. Last title. The Giving Tree. Okay. And a Selfish Ass Tree. What have you done to this book? (laughs) Come here, I need to get some shade. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, 
I need to, you know, like, make a butterfly net. I don't want you climbing on me. I need to make a boat. Go ask my neighbor. Your man need help. Your man need help. Yo, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> you know, we never, we never really got through that mental health thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I have quite smoking, so oh, that's God. a process. Ah, shout out to the guy, though. Anybody going through it, you know, anybody making the process, taking the steps, do you know, make an improvement. Anybody... I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes in a week. I've had maybe a total of four within that week. Anybody a part of the movement, hey, shout out to the guys. Y'all already know. If you know, you know. We're just Marcellus. <laughs> Look. Look, all I'm saying is if you are taking the time to try and better yourself in a way, then shout out to you. And on that note, we're going to take a break. This is just a friendly reminder to everybody out there for all of our card players to go check out Token MTG in Edgewater. If you tell them the Flood sent you, you can get a free pack of your choice of Pokemon, Flesh and Blood, Magic the Gathering, or whatever they have there. And if hey. you're lucky, you might even be seeing me there playing as well. Shout out to the gang. Hey. So, who's been curious about how the Delta variant works? Hey, COVID optics. Time for those COVID optics. We were telling you guys about those COVID optics. Let's talk about it. So, this Delta variant. Yeah. For those, I, I had it explained to me, Down and I came up with a good Delta. way to describe it. So, okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. You, you so, got this, you got your body... Out. He's gonna break it's, it down. For your body you. is like a factory. It's and your factory is designed to make air filters. Time for Zig's tech talks. So your factory is designed to make air filters. Okay. And then all of a sudden, some pirates come along. Right. And tell you your factory is now gonna make Cheez-Its. So I'm making like you know high-grade like you know air filters that you know keep out the smog, the soot, and all that. And then you get hit by some pirates that are like, "But I want cheeses." Yep. Okay. So your body is now making cheeses, even okay. though it's an air filter factory. So it's kind of not working right. You're like, right, like "Why am I making cheeses?" Right. I, can't, I got all this cardboard. I got all of this fiber. Like, where am I supposed to? I don't even have cheese. Right? Okay. So, okay. so all of these pirates I'm start following. taking over all of these air filter factories. Right. And everybody comes in, they're like, wait a second. Wait a we second. We come up with a way to beat the pirates. Okay. And it's with ninjas. So, so wait. We we where did we where did where did the ninjas come from? From scientific development and tried and true testing. Oh, okay, so the ninjas is the vaccine. Yes. Ah. So, ah. we found a way to fight the pirates okay. with ninjas. With, right, right. So, this so, would be great because these ninjas are all aboard. They're like, yeah, we're only doing this for the human good, right? Right, right. Like, they so, are in it for the zenith. And then some of the factory owners, though, are like, right. but we like Cheez-Its. 
Okay, so so this is a reference to like what it's their right for their factory to make cheeses. Okay, so And then the rest of us are like, but wait, we're an air filter factory. Right, so if you peep the metaphor, what you're saying, if I'm if I'm if I'm following right, what you saying to me is the people who wanna make cheeses now are like the people who don't wanna wear Mess? Yeah, and then, alright, so the Delta okay. variant is like one sneaky pirate in the factory of pirates. Okay, so what's he doing? What's he's, the sneaky He's pirate? gone over to the switchboard, and he's hit the switch to where your air filter factory that's making Cheez-Its is now all of a sudden making Cheetos. So this is a pirate who has a whole different objective here, right? The Delta like, Pirate. He like, I don't even like cheeses like that. What I want, I want more of a crunch when I come in for so it. So when you go into Home Depot okay. and you get your air filters okay. and you open it up okay. and it's a Cheeto in a Cheez-Its bag. Right. But maybe you like Cheetos. It's my right to eat the Cheetos out of the air filter packaging. So that's like the people who won't get vaccinated. Is what you're saying. Yes. Mm. And the rest of us are just like, but we're an air filter factory. Can we go back to Can we go back to being an air filter factory? Mm. Mm. It makes sense. I'm not going to take that away from you. It is just a very odd way to describe the fact that numbers are rising up and we might be going back into quarantine. Yeah, thanks, uh, Florida. Uh, thanks, Texas. Like, uh, let's... Texas went to Code Red. What does that mean? I don't know. So, specifically egregiously, is like Florida, right? Like, Florida never shut down in the first place. And Ron DeSantis out there has really been, you know, kind of showing his ass the entire time for daddy trump you know what i mean like he's really trying to and maybe you know he'll say it's not for trump you know he'll say it's it's for the people desantis will eat uh, 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 uh. it's for the people of florida who you know shouldn't be subjected to the cruel treatment that is mask mandates this man ron really you know called mask mandates for children in public schools who are, you know, the main victims of the Delta variant at the moment, according Makes to- Makes sense, there's pirates in Florida. A lot of outlets. He called it psychological abuse to force kids in schools to wear masks. I'm not a qualified- That is nothing more look, than, like, look, I- I'm thinking of the argument that he could possibly come up with, and it's straight up just devil's advocate arguments. I'm not, I don't have a psychotic degree, right? I don't think Ron DeSantis has a psychotic degree. Me neither. So for him to make such a grand statement without any support seems kind of dangerous, don't you think? In yeah. a pandemic where I know Maryland has already seen deaths of children 
undocumented deaths of children due to the new Delta variant. Baltimore County, as well as Montgomery County, as well as Howard County, and Anne Arundel County have all now moved to mask mandates for in-school like teaching and some places now also are requiring you to have masks on again dc just moved to a mask mandate as well i know inside of any federal and government buildings in you know anne arundel county you have to wear a mask again for ron DeSantis, who is almost certainly vaccinated a, I guarantee you he's and vaccinated. a public official in a state who is seeing the worst spike it has seen the entire pandemic not just like through the Delta variant but the entire time including the spike of the pandemic right like so for Florida to be seeing what is it on August 2nd they reported 10,300 89 hospitalizations, right? That's the most hospitalizations the state has seen at any point. Yeah. Right? Like, it's crazy that at the same time, their state representative is selling beer koozies and t-shirts that say, don't Fauci my floor. Right? Like... Meanwhile, President Prick is like, get vaccinated. I'm not saying he's a prick. I'm talking about a little pinprick. Yo, like, old man Steve Rogers is really considering withholding funds at this point from, like, institutions that promote this kind of disinformation. I mean, that's you know a better I mean? reason to withhold funds than the reason that Trump was threatening to withhold well, funds. Well, Ron DeSantis is holding funds from counties that try to institute mask mandates, right? Like, the mayor of Florida was just on... The mayor of Florida? Uh, my bad. The mayor of Miami... There you go. ...was just on uh, Axios talking about how he's trying to control COVID in a way that, you know, the higher-ups won't let him do. Shout out to Axios. They actually have very good reporting. And it's the same thing over in Texas, man. But, like, Florida is like super egregious because it there are rumors that Ron DeSantis may be looking at a potential run for president if Trump doesn't run for president, right? Ron DeSantis, no. President Ron DeSantis? Like, come on, yeah. Eh, eh, get this shit. Nope, nope. Fuck that. President Greg Abbott? <laughs> no, no, no. How old's AOC? She'll be old enough to run for president next time around, I believe. Oh my god, she will. Meanwhile, you have the vaccination push getting so urgent to the point that private institutions are now firing people who are coming to work unvaccinated, right? Like CNN just fired a couple of its employees for coming to work unvaccinated. Amazon is now requiring its workers to get vaccinated from what I understand. It's certain venues, you know, will now require proof of vaccination for outdoor dining. And Perv is actually, I've been talking to Perv, uh, who is Shout currently on to tour. Perv. 
currently oh. on tour with hey. a band, and they shout out to the guy. He was uh, telling us, or he was telling me right. that they personally aren't affected yet by the Delta variant and everything, but there are tours like starting to shut down. He said. If it continues like this, it'll be like three weeks. Yeah, I mean, uh, whatchamacallit, one of the tours that you were looking forward to just got shut down, right? Yeah, the Deftones, my Deftones tour got pushed back yeah. until May next year. And meanwhile, Sturges is going full throttle, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they just kicked off uh, the other day, I think it was Friday. So we'll see what happens from that. I'm still waiting to see if Lollapalooza and Rolling Loud, you know, end up being super spreader events. And it sucks because... Dude, come on. Come on. Yeah, look. Come on. I mean... I mean, I was in downtown Annapolis, and I was outside of Tsunami, and I was talking to this dude, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, it's cool being, like, it's nice that everyone's getting vaccinated, and I'm like, and he was like, I'm, yeah, I'm not vaccinated. I'm just like... Total U.S. vaccination population right now is sitting at, I believe, 49.5%. So, 40... So Flip a coin. That's like, that's like Blackjack Casino rates. It literally is Blackjack Casino rates at this point, on whether you are talking to somebody who is vaccinated or who is not. Um, I think they said 70% of Maryland is vaccinated at this point, and the push is now going to sending vaccines out to poor countries who haven't been able to get their vaccination rate. Probably a good idea. Because I believe the total global population rate is sitting at around 50 fucking percent, right? So we're really like hedging our bets right now on whether or not we are going to have another freak epidemic, right? A freak pandemic. Um, and it's only going to be affecting a very small amount. It's going to be only affecting half. The poor parts of the population, right? So earlier I was looking at an article speaking to that. And it made me think about how the anti-vaxxers at the moment are afraid to get the vaccine because they're worried it's part of some global plot right to cull the population right and the whole QAnon thing we're not gonna get into that no but I do want to get into it right because what I, I'm, I mean there's a lot to go into well, well but what I'm so, stay focused on this part no, right but now. what I'm listening but listen to me because what I'm saying is they're right but for the wrong reasons and hear me out right because what is happening right now is we are constantly seeing examples of people who won't get vaccinated dying from the Delta variant, right? Now the people who they said would be fine, the kids, right? Because all oh, the kids don't even get it, or if they get it, they don't get sick from it. Now they're getting sick from it, right? Because we're sitting at a vaccination rate of 50%, which allows the stronger variants of the virus to continue to evolve right like if you if i'm giving like the most basic science yeah and like right? i have to still be extra careful about it because my mom doesn't trust getting the vaccine because of some whistleblower at the at the um at the fda that said that it's 
doing something else. She can't remember the name of the whistleblower or where she heard it, but she remembers that she saw it. My point is, that's part of my point, right? Is that there's a lot of misinformation being spread around. Right? And that's why I set you up. So, with that being considered, I'm still saying that the conspiracy theorists are right in the fact that the population is being culled and controlled through this the continuous spread of misinformation which is allowing people to die from things like you know the extended quarantines which are driving people into states of depression that are driving the suicide rates up right yep. like if you need help get help please everybody huge mental health here at the flood the extended quarantines which are driving the unemployment rates up which are driving the depra the depression rates up which are driving the suicide rates up right like it's not funny but hear me out right because i'm going somewhere with this shit right now the eviction moratorium just ended right for a brief period right they came in they stepped in and they kind of extended it a little bit yeah. right but there i saw a vice report that was talking about how addicts drug addicts alcohol addicts you know them being evicted from their houses and their apartments because they can't afford the backlog of rent because they haven't been working you know that will put them in a state where they are potentially able to relapse right because as you were saying they'll while have, they won't have expendable income right they won't have a bill they'll have to pay and they will have money for their bad coping mechanisms which will lead to higher rates of overdoses and we're already seeing high rates of overdoses. I drive you past feel? the police station with the overdose sign out of it every day. So people are dying, right? In ways that aren't affected by the huge numbers of people that died from COVID already. Yeah. Right? So what I'm saying to you is these people aren't wrong, but they're right for the wrong reasons. COVID is killing in ways that we haven't really stopped to focus on yet, right? We're still looking at the numbers of people dying from COVID. We are not looking at the people who have died from, like, the circumstances of COVID. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Like we said very early in the pandemic, the one doctor who killed herself because she couldn't handle it all. Right. So I think when we finally get away from this enough and we're able to take a macro perspective look at how COVID really affected shout out to Doc and Ziggy at the flood the population we will see that COVID really did call the population in a way that was conspiratorial right that may have seemed too almost benefit the fumbling of COVID in the a beginning self fulfilling right. prophecy almost right like we sit and we look at the conspiracy that is this global pandemic and what it was meant for and i'm just looking at america right like this isn't taking into account the crumbling economies and places that were hit with this pandemic like to begin with right so what i'm saying is that sometimes sometimes people were right for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yup. 
This is a this is a cringe moment, but a true fact in history that I always like to main that I that I I don't always like to uh, mention, but one that I always like to keep in mind. Hitler was voted Time Magazine Man of the Year twice. But that's also because Time Magazine's Man of the Year doesn't have to be somebody who is a good person. It's somebody who it's what, makes it. It, it was the huge economic recovery from Germany. Is Right, right. Um, I am waiting to see what kind of recovery we will be able to accomplish with this Delta variant. You do currently have some glimmers of change, like, you know, you have businesses like Target and Walmart are now offering to pay off, like, people's student loan debt and cover the price of, like, their... Um, textbooks and stuff like that so the economy is and the way we live is beginning to change yeah in a sense Mattel just recently came out and announced that they will be releasing a limited set of Barbie dolls featuring <clears throat> some of the heroes quote-unquote from the pandemic some of the pandemic's more influential figures well, she was an American girl Raised on COVID Wow Some of the things I read in this magic group are really cringe and this is saying something beyond it being a magic group <laughs> Okay, okay This guy Talk just posted it. Talk so, I want to build a deck around my favorite band, Avenge Sevenfold! I didn't even read the rest of the post. Whoa. Whoa. I want to build a deck around my favorite band. Already kind of okay. Avenge right. Sevenfold. Really? Mm, so, from a magic perspective, what would that deck look like to you? Trash, just like the band. Wow. Oh, the smoke. Oh, the smoke. Son, not even a little bit of entertainment? <laughs> like, you're not going to give me at least... All right, give me three cards you think would be in that deck. The commander would be Gitrog Monster. It's a giant frog that farms... That just recycles trash. Which is a perfect analogy, because they just try to be Metallica. <sighs> God, I can't wait till we get a better computer so I can do sick editing. <laughs> and the thing is, is I'm not even animated about it, and this is how you know it's a tried and true belief, because I'm just saying it. Yo, that's crazy. That band is awful. That's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. You know what else is awful? Apparently, scammers have found out a way to profit off of getting IG accounts banned. Aha! Uh -huh. Because scammers going scam. And I would like to proclaim now that we are officially living in the second agent scammer. That is right. Since is the that a decree? Rush, it is a decree. Look, you, the plane you flew in on, them shoes, your socks with the bell on it, your gay ass accent, them cheap ass cigars, your yuck mouth teeth, your hair piece, your chocolate, Guy Ritchie, Prince William, the Queen. Now get the out of my hotel room. Hey, hey, oh, oh, oh. 
since the gold rush, we have not seen levels of scamming this high. Let me tell you, and our latest example of scamming. Shout out to Lazy Mosley at Scam Goddess that <laughs> on all Twitter things, on all socials. Recently of iCarly fame, but, <laughs> but scammers have been abusing IG's suicide and self-harm protections through impersonations and have God, what a shitty thing to abuse. Yeah, purposefully been targeting accounts to get them banned. Some accounts even advertising services with fees ranging anywhere from $6 to $60 <laughs> on getting an account that you want harassed, banned, or, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Paying people to be cyber trolls. Or, or censored, you know what I mean? Um, some of these scammers even offer services that help you get your account reactivated after they get your account banned. So what they do is they take their previously verified accounts, right? And then they find in the most basic sense of their attack, right? Yeah. Like they take a previously verified account and then they use your account information and the account has to have a uh, a person like in their profile picture from yeah. what the vice reporting says um and they will mimic your account and then they will spam a bunch of like you know suicidal or like self-harm shit until your account gets reported and it's almost like tag your your profile yeah and they will get your account reported until it, facebook just or not Facebook, until Instagram automatically reports it. Because I think they said, like, it's something like 40 reports a day, like, and your report, your profile automatically, like, gets shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you receive more than 40 reports a day, your profile automatically gets suspended and banned. And there are influencers who have even resorted to like you know hiring like professional teams to getting their accounts restored because the the, the financial the financial implications well not just the financial the the actual like process of getting your account restored can be so tasking and frustrating that getting it banned is really like a crucial thing right and some of these some of these hackers, some of these scammers have reported they, they are making upwards of five figures a month getting IG accounts banned. Which is at minimum $120,000 a year. <laughs> five figures a month, yo, banning and getting accounts banned. You know what I mean? It Shitty is. way to make a living, though. What are you doing? Lighting the Palo Oh, lighting the Palo Santo? <laughs> Clear thoughts. Clear minds. Well spoken, well said. Clear waters. I am not mad, yo. Like, honestly, I'm really not. It sucks. It's a shitty thing, right? But, like, some of these restoration services range anywhere from $500 to 4K. Yo, people are paying upwards of $4,000 to get their IG accounts restored. And, like you said, people who are big influencers, right? It's worth it. 
because a lot of these uh, services advertise that they can get accounts banned with up to 5,000 followers, right? Like, so if your accountant has like upwards of 5,000 followers, you could potentially be subject. Wait, you mean like 5,000 and below? Yeah, 5,000 and below, right? So people with accounts with 5,000 and below are particularly vulnerable to this kind of potential scam, right? But some of these services are offering a product that would get like accounts with followers in the like range of 99,000 followers. These scams are wild. So everybody like our Instagram so we can avoid, so we can have better cybersecurity. Look, scammers gonna scam, and I'm just saying, like, if you an influencer, be on the lookout, right? Because, like I said, some of these, some of the reasons advertised, right, were for harassment and censorship. A lot of weed companies are being targeted with this kind of scam. You know, it seems like they may potentially be going after some of Instagram's more business-minded profiles right people who are really using the platform to sell a product you know what i mean you Speaking know you're selling a product the age of cybersecurity is upon us is what i'm saying like get your vpns tight get your password protections tight make sure you've got your triple authentication <laughs> and verification man like i said we live in the age of the scammer y'all be Keep your ten toes down. Speaking of, what did I say? I was speaking of. I don't know you over there playing with fires. Or... <laughs> I'm a firebender. This week's tastefully ironic. Oh, in this week's tastefully ironic news, shout out to Philip DeFranco. I was watching Philip DeFranco, and I Big saw fans here at the flood of Philip DeFranco. A report from the Washington. Post, I believe that he uh, reported on. Probably not the Washington Times. No one likes the Washington. No, it was definitely the Washington Post. It was definitely not the Washington Times. In a report from the Washington Post, Mexico has allegedly filed a lawsuit in Boston against certain U.S. gun manufacturers over loose regulations that allow guns to be trafficked into Mexico at alarming rates. A Mexican government study found that over the last decade, over 2.5 million guns manufactured in the United States have found their way into Mexico, which reportedly, allegedly, only has one legal gun store. In Mexico? Yeah. And often, in a lot of cases, has stricter gun regulations than most United States territories. Mexico has one gun store. One legal gun store, according to the report from Philip DeFranco. That's right. wild. Right. Right. They could just name it, like, Mexico's gun store. I didn't have time to look into that more before we recorded today, because um, I found... One bullet left. I found Rapper screaming all in their ears like we're deaf. Shout out and to Doom. Considering the fact that over the last decade, the study found that 2.5 million guns have found their way into Mexico from the United States. The study also found that Mexicans are more likely to be killed with guns manufactured in the United States than Americans are to be killed with guns manufactured in the United States. 
right? So one might say that America isn't sending over their best, right? You know? The right to bear and sell illegally arms. The lawsuit is seeking a undisclosed amount of money. Um, they are also seeking tighter sales controls as well as newer studies and media campaigns to combat the amount of illegal arms trafficking going on in Mexico. I find it tastefully ironic <laughs> considering we are looking at building a wall to stop the import of quote-unquote drugs, illegal rapists. immigrants, and Mexico has Counterfile. Mexico is counter. Be like, yo, you like build that wall to like keep y'all in, to keep your guns out. And if you know anything about, you know, some of the moves that Eric Holder and Barack Obama pulled, uh, Fast and the Furious, <coughs> you might not find this lawsuit that ironic. All I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> Let's end on something a little bit happier, maybe. You saw the Suicide Squad, so tell us so, what you thought. Yes. So, the Suicide Squad dropped, and that is sequel? Should we call it a sequel? I don't know if we could really call it. I guess, yeah, we'll call it a sequel, right? James Gunn's sequel follow-up, Redemption Arc 2 DC's Disappointing debut of a some would consider cult DC classic story. It's just, oh, I, I thought you were going to say the, the original one was a cult classic. I'm like, that is a no, horrible take. No, a cult classic DC storyline. Where they take a hodgepodge of DC's rogues gallery, right, and they throw them into a Mission Impossible scenario, right? Yep. Uh, one that they most likely will not make it back from, and if they do make it back from, then they will receive a bona fide 10 years off of their sentence, yep. right? Like that's kind of the roundabout way to describe what the Suicide Squad is. This was James Gunn's take on it. The previous one directed by who? Zack Snyder, right? Probably, if it was trash. Uh, <laughs> James Gunn is famous for directing the Guardians of the Galaxy, so he has shown that he's able to make us care about a group of people none of us fucking knew about. Right, a bunch of heroes that none of us had even really considered that. Oh no, so the first director was David Ayer, right? Um, I don't know what David Ayer is famous for directing, nor do I care because the first Suicide Squad was, was trash. trash. This one, however, was meant as fuck. My nigga. Hey, let me tell you, from beginning to end, I enjoyed this movie. Right? Like I said, it followed, like I was telling you off mic, it followed the format of an action-packed blockbuster, right? Almost yeah. something of Michael Bay epic, right? But, but with, not tacky. But with a touch of Wes Anderson, maybe? Like, <laughs> it was beautifully shot from beginning to end. The cinematography as friend of the pod DJ Jam said was A1 the choreography like the the pacing I really enjoyed the pacing of the movie right there was no point where I told you I didn't get up from my seat to go pee like one time yeah. during the movie because I was on 
not the edge of my seat, but I was firmly planted in my seat enjoying this movie. Son, without spoiling too much. Like, I thought the storyline was a fresh take on an old format. Okay, so like, I told Zig off mic that this, like, all the violence, if you saw Mortal Kombat, right, and haven't seen Suicide Squad, take all the violence that Mortal Kombat had and multiply it by at least 50, son. Like, from the jump. Now, this is a week removed. You're allowed to spoil. No. Oh, for real? Yeah. From the jump. Yo, like 10 minutes in, Pete Davidson got his face blown the fuck off, son. And when I say that the body was up long enough for you to be able to see the, like, the carved out chunk of Pete Davidson's face from the shotgun blast, like, when I say that you were able to see the, like, imprint from the impact carved out in Pete Davidson's face, James Gunn did not disappoint. Yo, if this is what you can do when you are not owned by Disney, then DC needs to take this and lean into it. Yo, because like, it was- The R-rated yes, cinematic universe? It was violent, but not overdone, right? Some people might think it was overdone. Like kind of like how I've been watching Walking Dead and they have that gore, like, tearing yeah. human beings literally apart and shit. There was lots of tearing of human beings literally apart. <laughs> you know, there was lots of holes blown in people that were looked through. It was great. And like Harley Quinn was a part of the movie, but she had like her own like little arc and stuff like that. It was great. Idris Elba was great. Big it, fans of Idris Elba over here at the flood. Yo, it was a fun ride right like you know how we said fun movie good movie like i feel like this was a john cena's like really leaned into his role. i heard he was really good he was really good and i hear there are rumors of his character even getting like a spin-off series right like i feel like there were parts in the movie that had me extremely invested, you know, in the character. So you right? say this is not only a fun movie, but it sounds like you say it's a good movie. I say it was a good movie. I say it was a good movie, right? And this is off of one watching. Like, and so, one of the questions I ask you is, is this movie memeable? And it's not a bad thing to be memeable. Oh, no. No, it's absolutely memeable, right? Like, there were totally moments in this movie that you will see in meme format here in the next couple of months. Like, James Gunn did not disappoint on this shit, right? And I think that, in my opinion, this movie is better than the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Because James Gunn was able to unrestrictedly do what he wanted to with his vision for this style of movie, right? And when you see it, you will understand what I mean with it. Because it is... Guardians of the Galaxy, this is what, but for adults. Hearing right? you say it, and not just like one of the people who's on like a tour, like a media tour saying it, because they all were like, "Yeah, no, we can't describe." Like you just have to see it. It was good. I, I recommend you. I recommend if you can, if you're vaccinated and you are willing, go see the shit in theaters. You will thoroughly enjoy it. That's my opinion. <laughs> So, as we move forward here, you know, I think we're starting to see some really big things in development here that we can look forward to. Like I said, with South Park getting that uh, bag for 900 mil. I mean, giving that much money to Trey and Matt, that's going to be amazing. Giving James Gunn the 
free roam to do whatever you know his vision sees necessary has proved James Gunn DCU DCCU like I said he said after, he squared you he said he squared you sounds like a rapper he said he said after the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie he is done doing Marvel movies right and I think after you see the Suicide Squad you will understand why he's been given more room to breathe you know he's really like stretching his arms out with what he wants to bring to the screen speaking of bringing to the screen Netflix has taken a different approach on its widely beloved Witcher series right like we're still waiting for season 2 of the Witcher to drop but it has just been revealed that we will now get a anime prequel for the Witcher does that count as a call that it might count as a caller if you're keeping track here. <laughs> does, might... I, does that count as a caller? <laughs> so this one, however, will not feature Geralt as the main character, right? Nightmare of the Wolf will star Geralt's mentor, Vesemir, <clears throat> as the main character. A younger Vesemir, right? And it is going to be a feature-length anime, which is being animated by Studio Mir, the same studio behind The Legend of Korra, Boondocks, and the Dota uh, anime that Netflix just recently released. Um, It's set to debut August 23rd, so this month, um, if you're keeping track. The screenplay is written and it is co-produced by Bo DeMeo, one of the uh, writers from the actual Witcher live-action series. I have actually been watching something else as well that's new and animated on Netflix. Oh, yeah? I have been watching the Master of the Universe reboot. Oh, E-Man. okay. So this one, this one is, okay, I'm with you. the showrunner is Kevin Smith. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Now so this is making the, a lot of sense. The showrunner is Kevin Smith. I watched <clears throat> the first episode of this, and I actually enjoyed it. Could you figure out who the voice actor for um, Skeletor was? No, no, because I was in the middle of doing a bunch of stuff, so I wasn't paying that much attention. Mark Hamill. Well fitting. Well Evil in is Lena Headley, also known as Cersei Lannister. Oh wow, wow. Okay, okay. Chris so, Pine is the is the voice of Adam. So we're talking star studded. Like, oh this is, yes. This is Phil Lamar is on and like this is a packed cast. Like, yes. Okay. So this is and the great thing is like I love how they like leaned into the nostalgia a little bit because yeah. like when they were doing like the this is what's go this is the universe like all of the animation they used looks like like 1980s board game made for the TV series game covers I fucked with it though I really I did enjoy the first episode I probably will watch more of it as we move forward here I'm just I'm still stuck I also love how they started the first episode where they're just like like all of this crazy shit oh Skeletor's about to win boom Adam's dead and now like oh what's his name man at arms his daughter yeah yeah and she's just like fuck all of you yeah yeah it's it's a very different take which is I think really necessary because if we look at the original masters of the universe and even the reboot in the 2000s super campy I mean a lot of 
But Skeletor is such a great fucking character that it deserved to have, I mean, let's be honest, the best part of Masters of the Universe is Skeletor. I would say that the 80s really defined campy as we know it, right? Like, if you look back at anything from the 80s, it's gonna look campy now, because that's when a lot of the meta was introduced to the tropes that we had grown up with from like the ages of like Abbott and Costello and shit like that. Like I don't think you realize how old some of the tropes that we grew up with oh, yeah. really are. Yo, like they go back to the days of like fucking Buster Keaton and shit like that. So it's really, we've come a long way. And that's just to say that all of this is normal, but in the wrong way. <laughs> Bars! I will say that them re- It was bars and he didn't even pick that shit up just now. Bars! Oh, I'm so mad. So mad. I really just like fucking like PBS lamb chopped our way up out of this and you didn't even catch it, son. God damn it. Roll credit. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.